This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid. And hello, everyone. I'm Donna Chavis, and I'm so glad that you've joined us today for Messianic Vision. I just, seriously, I don't know where to start to introduce you to our guest today, but I'm really going to give it a shot, okay? At nine years old, she had a supernatural encounter with Jesus. And by the time she was 12 years old, this young lady was teaching Bible studies on the playground at her school. In 1995, she co-founded with her husband a ranch that's called Crystal Peaks Youth Ranch. And what they do is it's an organization that rescues abused horses and then they pair them with hurting children. So they have discovered that both of them through this can experience mutual healing. And they've also helped establish over 200 similar ministries around the world. She's the author of several books and a recipient of the Jacqueline Kennedy NASA's Award and the Red Cross Heroes Award. Wow, that is amazing. She's a gifted athlete and has set two world records in powerlifting. So I'm just going to tell you, you just need to watch out, okay? <laughs> She's an amazing woman, and she started about seven years ago experiencing more power in her ministry so much that they, they're actually seeing the Holy Spirit accomplish nearly everything that he did in the Gospels and in the Book of Acts. So I guess now you know what I mean when I say I don't know where to start. Well, I'm very happy to have with us today Kim Meter. Kim, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Donna. This is just such a gift to my heart. Thank you for this opportunity to just make much of him. Absolutely. And you know, I, I appreciate that so much about you, Kim, because before we started the program, you were saying, you know, I just want this to be about him. I just want it to be about him. I don't want it to be so much about me. So I really, really appreciate that. Let me, let me start with this question. Why did you write this book, Kim? I wrote this book. This is what the Lord has been teaching me. And my mind is so simple, and that what he's been teaching me is that everything that he is, is he, he can't be contained in our understanding. He's unstoppable and unfathomable and untamable, and our God is wild beyond our imagination to even begin to understand him. Yes. And he's calling each of us to pursue him beyond our logic and our circumstances and our emotions and our comfort into this glorious mystery that is Him. This wild beauty of the God that we serve is calling each of us. Yes, and I love that, that the name of your book is Encountering Our Wild God. Encountering not just your personal encounters, but your instruction and your teaching for other people to know that they can encounter this what you call our wild God, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. Let's start off with this. Let's start off with what you call wild simplicity. Tell us about that. Oh, my heart just works in such simple ways. And, and honestly, Donna, the purpose of our life is so straightforward. Jesus taught in really simple ways. And he, he said that the greatest thing that we can do in this life is to love God and love each other. And yet, 
as as straightforward as that is, we so easily gum it all up yes. in our humanity. Am I going the right way? Am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right thing? And am I in the right place? And God, God, I don't know what to do. And and we take the focus off of Him, and then we make it about us. When the truth is, the mission field in our life is never where we go. It's always where we are. Always. Mm. We're not going to understand His will, and He never asked us to. What He asks us to is to trust Him. Trust Him to just step forward into His master plan for our lives. Yes. He calls each of our life a masterpiece, and we can trust Him, Donna, for every single stroke. You know what? I, I love that you use a reference. I'm, I'm a huge movie buff. I love it. People that know me know that I love movies so much. And you use an example out of uh, the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So silly. I, I actually don't see hardly any movies, but I, I have seen this. And my all-time favorite movie scene was when the hero of the movie has to save his family and he needs to cross a, a bottomless chasm and it's too far to jump and time's running out. And and so he chooses faith, and he puts his hand over his heart, and he closes his eyes, and he just leans forward. And the audience gasps, and in his foot strikes a stone bridge that was so invisible that he couldn't see it. The stone bridge was always there. He couldn't see it, but it always existed. And Donna, our our relationship with Jesus Christ and what he's calling us to do is exactly like that. We might not, and rarely actually do we see the way, but there's always a way. A very simple line that you said that I have already started doing this and using this in my life. You said that that you like little simple reminders because, you know, sometimes that's the best and those can those can stick with us. Something like pray, listen, do, pray, listen, do. Yes. And I'm thinking, oh, that is so simple. I could do that. Pray, listen, do. Give me an example of that. I know you were you were at a conference one time and, and, and someone came up to you with a book. What happened? You know, my heart works in such simple ways, and you will never hear a formula coming out of this girl's mouth because God wants us. When we have a formula, then we just trust in the recipe more than following the Holy Spirit. And so my only formula ever is ask Him. He's the only one who knows the way. Listen for His answer, and then do what He says. Yes. Everything about this life, following Jesus Christ through the leadership of the Holy Spirit, it really is as simple as pray, listen, do what he says. <laughs> and so as I've been learning this, um, oh, not long ago I was teaching a women's conference and in between, um, surrounded by ladies, and, and this woman ran up and reached over everyone and handed me a book, and she was breathless, and she said, my friend doesn't think she can come today. Can you sign her book? And when I grabbed the book, I just had this jolt from the Holy Spirit, look at her. This is important. And so as I opened the book and started to write, I was just stopped by the Holy Spirit. And my prayer was nothing more than, lead me, Holy Spirit. And, oh, Donna, what I started to write was the worst greeting card poem in the history of Gagatrosh's poems. <laughs> A woman... I've never met, I love you more than all the stars in the sky. I love you more than all the sand in the sea. 
all this love mixed together. It's the love we share, you and me. And <laughs> like barfing in my mouth, it was so bad. Lord, you cannot be serious. This is terrible. And God bless you. Love came. Here's some verses to encourage you. And I handed it to the woman and she grabbed it and I held on. It's like, I can still rip out that page. And I let it go and, and she dashed away. And I got to be honest, I was embarrassed by what the Lord asked me to do. And he called me out on it and said, you know what? I'm God. I'm never embarrassed. How about if you just own your pride? Oh, oh. Confess my, oh, I know, right there in front of everyone. And so finished the conference at the end, long line of women. And, and I looked up and I noticed there was a woman at the very end of the line and she was destroyed, just sobbing and racking and her face was swollen, her shirt was wet. And I pointed at her and I see you don't go. And it took about an hour to get through this line. She was the very last woman in line. She came walking up. She's shaking, full body tremors. And that's when I could see her. She was um, had her fists under her chin, and there was a book pressed to her chest. Oh, no. <laughs> she, she couldn't even speak. She just opens the book and points. Mm. The gag atrocious poem book. And I'm like, yes, it really was that bad. And, and finally just heavy streaks are running down her face. And she says, how did you know? How did you know, Kim, you could not know this. This is what my mom prayed over me every night when I was a little girl. And my mom just died and I'm so lost. And I've been begging Jesus, if you're real and you see me and you love me and you care about my pain, will you show me in a way that I know that's you? And now I know that Jesus is real and that he sees me and I can trust him. So friends, if you want to experience the wild nature of our God and follow him deeper into the power of his presence and his plan for your life, it really is as simple as we ask him, we listen for his answer and we do what he says. Yes, yes. This is where we are going to see him pouring through us into the realms of men, heaven pouring out into this world. Yes. And that's what changes everything. Ooh. Well, as you can see, I, I told you earlier in the program, I have already started implementing some of the things that, uh, that Kim teaches in this book, and, uh, and they are life changers. They are, they are just great instruction for you uh, to know, to encounter our wild God. Uh, talk to me a little bit about wild faith. Um, before I turn you loose, let me say this one thing. There's one line that you say, Kim, that just blew me away. When the impossible arises within me, my faith diminishes, but when my faith arises, the impossible evaporates. Talk to us. How do we get to that wild faith? What is that wild faith? You know, I'm, I'm learning this too, and I'm learning that, that trust that's been practiced, applied again and again, that's when our trust matures. And that faith isn't something we can have just because we want it. Faith is forged. Mm -hmm. in our trials in that white hot fire of trusting God more than ourselves again and again and again. And 
there, it's true. There are times that sometimes faith feels like we're taking this great leap into the unknown, and we don't know where we're going to land. True. That's true. Why do we need to know? The, the bottom line is that God always knows where we're going to land, and we're not required to know. He's just asking us to trust Him more than what we can see and more than our understanding and our education and our logic and, as women, how we feel. And <laughs> will you trust me more than all those things and step forward through all of that? Uh, here's a good one. Uh, wild love. Now, most people, when they talk about the love of God, oh, it's, it's sweet and it's wonderful and it's special and it's precious and all that. But <laughs> you you call it wild love. I mean, you describe God's love in a completely different way. And I love that so much. Talk to us a little bit about that. Oh, my gosh. You know, God's love, we don't even get it. We don't even get it that Jesus would leave heaven's glory because of love for us. And that all my life, I've had the order wrong in my head, and, and my response to God's love has been doing things for God instead of being with Him. And I have approached God like a, like a soldier, just give me my orders, give me my orders, I'll do anything you say. When as a father, He has let me know that, honey, I just want you to want to be with me. And the doing will flow out of the knowing me. I had the order wrong my whole life. Being in Christ will always supply the doing for Christ. When it comes to God's wild love, the doing always comes out of the knowing, not the other way around. Yes. I had the order wrong my whole life. I think a lot of us do, and so that is great information for us. I know when I was reading about that, I'm thinking, me too, me too, me too. Here's a statement that I really liked uh, that you said when you were talking about his wild love. His wild love is so vast that no reach of human understanding can contain it. <laughs> that to me is just, it's just so powerful. I, I wanted you to share a story real quick before we go to break about a lady that came up to you. You were in a meeting and she had been in an accident and tell us what happened there. Every year our ranch hosts a deeper Jesus First conference and it is for our similar ministries. Over 220 ministries have been started through Crystal Peaks Youth Ranch and during this gathering, one of my dear friends came walking up the driveway, and she was so diminished, I could feel her pain from a distance. And it became known to me that she had had a horrible accident where her back was severely damaged, and that damage caused her leg to be so atrophied that she had excruciating pain. This had gone on for over a year, and her leg had atrophied to such a point that they were potentially facing amputation. And this is a woman who has a, a ranch ministry, and she works with horses and children, and she teaches them the love of Jesus in the presence of a horse. And, and now she's bedridden and confined to a wheelchair. And she had just been given a service dog, and so she was able to come, and she is dragging her left leg behind her. And during this conference at the last night, uh, we were able to get together and pray and I was praying in a private space for her and her husband, and we were kneeling together, and the Holy Spirit wanted me to put my hands on the back of their necks, and I'm praying over them and prophesying and blessing them, and, and the Holy Spirit just stopped me in this prayer and said, stop, I'm going to heal her. 
And I shared that with my friend Allie, and I said, this is what the Holy Spirit's saying. And she said, yes, 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 please. And, and she said, let me get ready. And she laid with great pain and difficulty. She lowered herself down to the wooden floorboards and laid flat on her face before the one who loves her most. And I felt led to anoint our hands with oil, and we started to place our hands on our back, and our prayer for healing just started like any other prayer for healing. And during this prayer, I could hear the Holy Spirit say, Command! Command! Take command and command my power! And I don't remember if my eyes were open or closed, and I told her, I said, I can see this narrow shaft of light coming down and it's going through our hands and into your back and it's going down your leg and it's 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 moving in the back of your knee and she said I can feel it my legs burning I'm on fire I'm on fire and our prayer ended receive this healing from the one who loves you most receive this from Jesus Christ and her husband and I just pulled her up to her feet and she her face just she looked like she'd been electrocuted, and her eyes flew open wide, and she said, oh, I can feel my foot. I can feel my foot. I can wiggle my toes. And then she scrunched up her face, and she lifted her knee, and she said, I can lift my leg. I can move my leg. And then she scrunched up her face again, and she put her hands up in the air, and she just was just moving her weight from foot to foot. This is a leg that was completely useless. And then she started to scream and cry and rejoice. And she said, look, look, I'm dancing. I can dance. I can dance before the one who's healed me. And then we went to go share with the assembly what Jesus had done. And we had to go down a series of steps. And I stepped down in front of her and reached up to help her. And she put her arms up and said, no, Jesus and I, we've got this. And she lowered the dead leg that was being restored and hopped down. And from step to step, the hops got less and the steps got stronger. And by the end of the 20-step run, she just ran away in front of me. She just ran away in front of me toward the assembly, screaming and shouting and praising the Lord. And we all gathered up in the barn. And as she was telling everyone what Jesus had just done, standing in front front of a group of about 120 people, she just started to scream, and she said, look, my leg, it's growing. My leg is growing. And in front of everyone, the Lord met her. Her leg had atrophied to such a point that it was two inches shorter and four inches smaller around its circumference. And in front of 120 witnesses, Jesus restored her fully. Her leg grew two inches longer and four inches around in front of us all. This is the wild love of our God. We yes. delegate him to such a small place, and there's nothing he can't do when we step forward in faith and say, I believe you more than me. Yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness, Kim. We're going to have to take a break, but I want to end this segment with a, a, a statement that you make in your book because you bring everything together so good in these really power statements. And you said, God's wild love restores what's been broken to its original design and purpose. 
Whew. <laughs> I love that so much. Well, let's take a break. Everyone, you've been listening to Kim Meter, author of Encountering Our Wild God. Sid and I are so excited to present Kim's new book and her exclusive teaching series to you today. And Sid will be here at the end of the program to tell you how you can get them. Now, I know you've heard about people talking about the goodness of God and how they describe it. But when Kim talks about the goodness of God, she uses words like wild, uncontainable, extreme, untamable. And I, for one, really, really like the sound of that. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Call now and get Kim Meter's brand new book, Encountering Our Wild God, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Awaken, Arise, Advance. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9621. Kim's brand new book, Encountering Our Wild God, offers miraculous, inspiring stories of lives and circumstances transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Through this powerful book, you will understand that God isn't calling you to fully understand Him. Instead, learn that God is calling you to fully trust Him and experience Him. Find out practical everyday ways to pursue God more passionately and trust Him more fiercely. Begin to experience the limitless nature of our wild God in a way you never thought possible before. My purpose in writing Encountering Our Wild God is to throw a match of holy fire into the hearts of everyone who calls themselves by His name and that we would be ignited into action for the glory of our God. At the end of each chapter, Kim provides a powerful way for you to encounter God through prayer. You will also receive Kim's anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Awaken, Arise, Advance. Through these teachings, you will be awakened to the reality of God's awesome power and His ability to do the impossible. Find out how to begin to let go of all that has held you back from receiving God's promises and blessings for your life. Receive an impartation to arise from your battle torn state by getting to know God in an experiential and intimate way like you never experienced before. Receive an impartation of the Holy Spirit to advance into the responsibility of your God-given calling and fulfill the great purpose for which you were created. Don't miss out on getting Kim Meter's brand new book, Encountering Our Wild God, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Awaken, Arise, Advance. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9621. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9621 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back, everyone, to Messianic Vision. I'm here with Kim Meter, author of Encountering Our Wild God. And we are having actually a pretty wild time here. So I think I want to go ahead and continue talking about all these things about God that you call wild. Kim, let's talk about the wild goodness of God. As we were speaking before, God's wild goodness, I've had people say, is, is there really such a thing? And the answer is absolutely, whether we call it wild or uncontainable, extreme or untamable, indeed, His goodness cannot be corralled or confined by our human language or our perception. He is good. He is good. He is good in ways we can't even 
fathom. Yes. But man, I sure want to try. Yes. Yes. Well, tell us about the uh, the friends and you that went on a hike and what happened there when you came upon a lady uh, as you were on your hike recently. Oh, yes. I was taking two friends of mine on a hike and we're just chatting along through the forest and climbing up and we came upon an unusual site and there was a woman laying on her back in the moss and her her hands were right up under her chin and on a very warm day she looked cold and her friend was standing at the trail she had a very concerned look i said hey are you guys okay she said yeah we're fine and we've sent some people out to go get her husband and i i started to walk past her and the holy spirit said look at her and i turned around and looked at this woman on the ground and she her hands just contorted into this rigid, grotesque contortion, and she was going into a full seizure. And I said, your friend is not all right. And we walked over, dropped our packs, and started to find out that uh, she, the woman on the ground, thought she was having a miscarriage and that she was bleeding out. And right in front of our faces, she, she just started to leave us, and we wrapped her up in all of our survival gear and made her as warm as we could. We laid on her sides and, and we're covering her with our bodies. And I'm praying into her ear, Jesus name and, and praying for her. And this blue ring formed around her lips. And in a matter of minutes, it just spread across her face. And then her breaths got really shallow and then they just stopped. And and her face went from blue to white. And I remember I'm three inches away from her ear. My arm is across her chest. There is no motion. And just just praying, Jesus, 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 we need you now. Holy Spirit, come. Will you come and heal? Breathe. In the power of Jesus' name, breathe. Come, Holy Spirit, and breathe over this woman. Breathe. And then my arm, I could feel her chest rise and little puffs, little sporadic breaths started to return and that white receded into blue and the blue receded into pink. And as we're just praying over her and bathing her in, in prayer in the presence of our God, her eyes were still closed and she started to whisper, angels angels. You're like two angels. You came when I needed you the most. And my dear friend said, not quite. We're just women who love Jesus Christ. And we watched in awe as this woman went from what appeared to be dead to sitting up, returning all of our survival gear. We helped her up. We actually carried her for a ways down the trail. And then she said, you know what? I think I'm good. And a woman who moments earlier appeared to die got up and walked out the rest of the way under her own power. God's goodness is so much bigger than what we think, and we stop the goodness of our God from roaring into the environments around us by what we think we know and believe. Yes, yes. And John four twenty three and 24 says that God is spirit— and he's looking for anyone who will worship him in spirit and in truth, in part by following the voice of his Holy Spirit while standing firmly on the truth of his word, because those two always go together. 
And when we do that, worship our God in spirit and in truth, that's when we see the miraculous nature of our God heal this world right in front of our faces. Yes. My goodness. Talk to us a little bit about perspective. (laughs) Perspective is an untamable thing, and all of us know that a, a bunch of people can all experience the same event and view it so differently. And when, I, when it comes to perspective, I love to equate that to my love for mountaineering and the high places because there's such a close correlation between the mountains and my relationship with God. And the higher I go, the more powerful I experience Him. And, and yet one of the frightening things about the high elevations is the potential for avalanches. And I have seen perfect, quiet, flawless environments unexpectedly crack, and then they start to fall and tumble, and this perfect environment just roars down in a catastrophic disaster. And Donna, life can be like that. And thankfully, our perspective of our life has no bearing on God's perspective. Right, right. We can trust Him, and we can stop looking at our circumstances and start looking into the wonder and power of His wild perspective, yes. because there's always a purpose. Give us an example, Kim, of something from your perspective that you thought, how can this be? Why is this happening? But it turns out when you saw the big picture was completely different. Oh, my goodness. There's not a person alive who hasn't at one point in their life said, why, God, why? Mm-hmm. Get this, and I don't, how can a good God allow something so terrible to happen? And I think one of my favorite examples of this is years ago, we had just rescued two horses, and um, upon their reentry into the ranch herd, one of the young horses took a fall that I have heard bones break, and I know what it sounds like. She, She broke her shoulder right in front of us, and I was sent to help this horse, and in my care, she was mortally wounded, and I had to run up to the house and and make this phone call to call the vet to come and end a life in Mm. mercy. And I was just crying out to the Lord Jesus, why, why would you allow this, this little horse to be mortally wounded in my presence and made the call to the vet. She came and, and as the vet came, I went down to meet her and some of my staff was in the pen with this little horse. And as they parted around this little horse, I could see that she was putting weight on a leg that I heard break. That's not possible. And yet here it was. And upon examination, this little horse, what she determined is she believed that the shoulder was dislocated and the leg swung back around into a normal position and was pulled back into socket. And whatever that was, only the Lord knows. And as my staff left and the vet was getting ready to leave, darkness was falling, and she was returning to her truck and putting things away, and I could see in the twilight her her profile. She wasn't okay. And that's when I heard the Holy Spirit say, pursue her. This isn't about a horse. This is about her. There's more, much more. And so I turned to my friend, and I said, Shay, are you all right? And she was caught 
and, and she's trying to put things away, and it was, her hands were moving like butterflies that just didn't know where to land, and she just she just started to mourn and groan and weep. And I just turned her around and we sat on the tailgate of her truck and, and through her hands, just soul wrenching moans and sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And finally, seriously, after 30 minutes, she finally spoke through her hands. I've made such a mess of my life. I never thought my life would turn out like this. And she said that um, when you call me tonight, I've never needed someone to call me more. When you called me, I was sitting on the edge of my bed, and I was holding a gun to my head, and I was trying to pull the trigger. And you called me right when I needed it the most. My decision was made, and in all my life, I've never needed someone to call me more. And then you did. And in that moment, I was able to share with her the love of Jesus Christ. And he sees her and he loves her and he knows her pain. And there is nothing broken in her heart or any heart that his love cannot fix. And we prayed together and his healing came. Friends, God's plan always makes sense to him. He always knows what he's doing, and our tiny perspective has no bearing on his perfect purpose. My phone call that was to end a life became a mm-hmm. phone call to save a life. Yes. This is the wild perspective of our God. There's always a plan. He always has a plan, and we can trust him for every single step. Right. How many of us, how many of us, just like you said, how many of us asked that question? Why is this happening? What's going on? But we don't see the full plan. So I'm going to be like Indiana Jones, and I'm going to hope that the next time that happens to me, I'm going to put my hand over my heart, close my eyes, and trust God and say, Lord, I'm going to trust that from your perspective, when I put my foot out, when I move, there's going to be a bridge there, and you've got everything under control. I love that so much. Um, I, I know, Kim, you write about a, a very, very personal encounter, your first encounter with Jesus in a chapter that you called mm. Wild Provision. So talk to us a little bit about Wild Provision and then share that story with us. You know, Donna, our God is a wild provider. Yes. And his ability to provide supersedes all of our expectations and parameters. And our perspective on provision is so limited to the realm of finances. And oftentimes our perspective, it has no bearing on all that he provides. Provision that blesses others while multiplying to also bless the giver is the template of our God's genuine giving. And this is a wild provision of our God. I think for me personally, the most extreme provision is always born out of the most extreme need. And I recognize this truth in my life when I was just nine. And at that time, I viewed my mom as as the most beautiful woman in the world. And I believed that my dad was a superhero and wore a cape and flew, and there was nothing they couldn't do. And, And from my perspective, my life was perfect until it wasn't. And during that season of my life, in a dark day in February, my dad murdered my mother, and he took his own life. And upon that news, I ran out the back door of of the home of my grandparents, and I ran and ran and ran, and 
child's effort to just outrun the unthinkable. And I finally just collapsed in the dirt and just started to cry out, Jesus, help me. Help me. I need you now. Jesus, help me. And at that time, Donna, I didn't even know who Jesus was. I wasn't raised in the church. I'd only been to church twice in my life that I recall. And all I knew about Jesus is, I think, I think he's the guy on the cross. And I didn't know that Romans 1 is true and that every heart is made to know him. And in our time of crushing and need, it doesn't matter who we are, how we were raised, or what we were taught to believe. We turn to the, the one who made our heart because we understand on a, on a basal level that he's the only one who can heal what is broken within us. And in that moment, I had an encounter a face-to-face encounter with Jesus Christ. My life went on. I received him officially at age 10. At age 12, I was teaching Bible studies on the playground with my grandma's King James Bible and, <laughs> and went on to meet Mary, my husband, and start this ministry in Central Oregon. We rescue horses and pair them with children in need for free. We rescue 300 horses, and we, we serve about 5,000 visitors a year free of charge because God isn't poor. That's right. He provides for his will. And and I wrote this first book, um, Hope Rising, and this book went out and around the world, and I was contacted by tens of thousands of people. And one, one of those contacts rang out, you will not remember me, but I will never, ever forget you. I was your neighbor when you were a little girl. Now, was this a phone call that you received or someone contacted you? How did... How was this person talking to you? They contacted me through email. Okay. Then I called her. Okay. And this woman said, you will not remember me, but I will never forget you. I was your neighbor, and your mom was my friend. And I remember the day that your parents died. I had only known Jesus for two months, and all I knew is three little girls were just blown away like leaves. And I cried out to the Lord and begged him, Lord, what can I do? What can I do? And he said, pray, just pray. And she said, Kim, I want you to know that I've been praying for you for 33 years. And now I know that Jesus has answered my prayers. And honey, every girl needs a mom. And if you choose, I'd like to shoulder with what's left of your family and become that for you. That Jesus would provide for this orphan mom and she's been true to her word and we are in communication on a weekly basis and she is so dear to my heart and that I just fell beneath the weight of God's love for me that love that motivated an acquaintance to pray for me for 33 years yes this is how our God provides yes Yes. You know, we're going to take a break in just a moment. Before we do that, I want to repeat just one statement that you made there, Kim, and and make sure that everybody hears it. Our extreme need heralds his extreme provision. 
Ooh, that is powerful. That is so, so powerful. We're going to take a quick break, everyone. And remember, Sid's going to be here at the end of the program and tell you how you can get Kim Meter's new book, Encountering Our Wild God, and her exclusive three-CD teaching series. So don't miss it. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk with Kim about angels and mountain lions. Yes, you heard me correctly. (laughs) Angels and mountain lions in just a moment. Stay with us. Kim Meter lives a life fully immersed in continual wild devotion to God. The miraculous comes alive in her life through her openness to be led, to go, and to do that which the Spirit imparts to her. And this is where we experience and encounter our wild God. She wants to share her revelation of our wild God and help you leave that which is ordinary behind and enter into an exciting and divine adventure as you fulfill God's purpose and plans for your life every day. Call now and get Kim Meter's latest book, Encountering Our Wild God, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Awaken, Arise, Advance. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9621. Kim Meter's book, Encountering Our Wild God, offers miraculous, inspiring stories of lives and circumstances transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Through this powerful book, you will understand that God isn't calling you to fully understand Him. Instead, learn that God is calling you to fully trust Him and experience Him. Find out practical everyday ways to pursue God more passionately and trust Him more fiercely. Begin to see God's face reflected in the miraculous every day. Begin to experience the limitless nature of our wild God in a way you never thought possible before. My purpose in writing Encountering Our Wild God is to throw a match of holy fire into the hearts of everyone who calls themselves by His name and that we would be ignited into action for the glory of our God. At the end of each chapter, Kim provides a powerful way for you to encounter God through prayer. You will also receive Kim's anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Awaken, Arise, Advance. Through these teachings, you will be awakened to the reality of God's awesome power and His ability to do the impossible. Find out how to begin to let go of all that has held you back from receiving God's promises and blessings for your life. Receive an impartation to arise from your battle-torn state by getting to know God in an experiential and intimate way like you never experienced before. Receive an impartation of the Holy Spirit to advance into the responsibility of your God-given calling and fulfill the great purpose for which you were created. Do you really want to walk into your destiny? I believe that if you will read her book and understand the three simplistic CD teaching that you're about ready to have, the adventures, not adventure, the adventures of your life. Don't miss out on getting Kim Meter's latest book, Encountering Our Wild God, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Awaken, Arise, Advance. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9621. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number number 9621 or log on to sidroth.org call or write today 
Welcome back, everyone, to Messianic Vision. I am here with Kim Meter, and my goodness, what we are listening to with Kim and telling the stories of her wild God, my wild God, and your wild God. So let's get back to it. And um, I told you before we went to break, we're going to talk about angels and mountain lions. Kim, let's start with the angels. When it comes to his wild encouragement, Our enemy is nothing if he doesn't attack through discouragement every day. That's right. To calibrate our focus on the truth of God's Word every day, that's when the enemy attacks, and we become disheartened, and we can sink in that mire of discouragement and anxiety and frustration. And this is a tool and a weapon of warfare that the enemy uses to distract and crush God's people, because it works. His discouragement floods in like this black torrent, and, and its only purpose is to just extinguish the flame of truth within us. And discouragement is never from God. Fear is never from God. When we know who we are in Jesus and actively practice our relationship with Him on a daily basis, discouragement has nowhere to hide and it has nowhere to live within us. God calls us to be strong and courageous, and His Word is true, and He'll go out before us. He won't fail us. He won't abandon us. And when we walk with Him step for step in these ways, that's when we experience the wild encouragement of our God. And my husband and I, I think one of my favorite examples of this, and actually I just had another encounter days ago that is on the same level we were, my husband and I were doing the speaking tour, and it was really long, and we were at the very end and, and just grinding down and, uh, and fatigue, and yet he always gives us what we need. And in this one particular church, there was an incredibly strong attack from the enemy, and I'm not even going to glorify what the enemy did. All I'm going to say is that it sent me to my knees during worship, minutes before I was to go on stage, I am on the floor. People are dancing around me and raising their hands in this raucous, beautiful worship, and I'm on my knees weeping before the Lord. And all I could do is say, Holy Spirit, lead me. Just, Holy Spirit, lead me. Stand up, girl. Put your shoulders back and stand and deliver the message I have given you. And so my name was announced, I walked up on the stage, and I shared with all the heart and passion following the God that I serve and speaking what he laid on my heart. And I was told that someone would come behind me and and bring an invitation for people to come and receive him. And the person that came up behind me flipped the order and just went into this game show host and did a product giveaway of all a bunch of stuff the church had. And And no salvation call was ever given, and no one stepped forward to receive Jesus. And my heart was just broken that I've come so far, Lord, for that powerful, anointed moment to be stolen. Mm, Yes. And we were shuffled out in in a crowd of thousands and thousands of people to go have a big thing outside and on a warm night, and I was just heartbroken and surrounded by all these people who were coming to ask questions, and, and my heart was just hurting. And that's when in the crowd, three people deep, I saw this young man standing there, and he was the same height as I am. He had black curly hair and a 
in a, a dark, tight beard, and these beautiful, liquid, laser brown eyes. And I looked at him and smiled, and he smiled and he nodded, and, it, and, and indicating, don't leave. And so he waited his turn, and he waited for like 45 minutes for me to get through these people. And he came up, and he said, my name's Jason. And he reached out, and he took my hand, and I felt like I was being electrocuted. And, and he reached up, and he put his other hand on the back of my neck, and he pulled me close so his lips were next to my ear. And I, I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. And I heard this man whisper in my ear, he said this, I've been sent to thank you for speaking on behalf of our king. And then he leaned back about three feet and just looked in my eyes. And I didn't want this moment to ever end. I felt like my heart what was welded before was being released and that blocks were turned into bridges and understanding was flowing. And all I could do was just reach around and tap my husband's shoulder and say, Troy, this is Jason. And then I watched him do exactly the same thing to my husband. And my husband had the exact same response. And then we were bumped pretty hard from behind and it was very crowded. And we turned around and somebody was apologetic. They ran into us and we turned back around and he was gone. And we just started to push through the crowd and we need to go, we need to go. And, and we, we pushed out and then we started running and we ran all the way through the parking lot and jumped into the car and we turned to face each other. And we both said at the same time, do you think he was real? <laughs> and I said that, Oh my goodness, Jason, the, the guy with the backpack and the, the dark hair and the dark eyes and the, the beard. And, and he was my height and he was so gentle and he was so kind. And Troy said, what are you talking about? He was huge. He was like a foot taller than me. And when he reached out to grab the back of my neck, all I could think of is, man, you better go with this because this guy could bend you into a press. <laughs> and he said he was like this powerful, giant, big brother. And I felt so safe and so protected. And I said, what? Jason was my height. He was actually smaller than me, like this endearing little brother that you're just safe with. And that's when we realized that the Lord allowed us to encounter exactly what we needed to receive a word of encouragement straight from heaven's doors. A messenger of encouragement came to say, thank you for speaking on behalf of our King. Yes. Woo. <laughs> that's good. You know what? I feel like, Kim, I, I don't know about you, but... I would love for you at this moment maybe to speak to those that are listening to you right now that may be experiencing some discouragement, that thing that the enemy throws at us to to get us off track, to, to hurt us, to bend us, to keep us from accomplishing. Will you speak to those right now? I will. Our enemy is nothing if he isn't cunning. And one of his favorite weapons of warfare is discouragement. And as I said earlier, discouragement is never from God. When we feel discouragement, that's when we need to see those railroad crossings, flashing red lights, guards or gates coming down, ding, 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 ding. The enemy is entering in here. Discouragement is always from the enemy. And one of his greatest weapons of warfare is for us to stay focused on our tragedy. And here's what's true. Tragedy can only remain tragic when we stay focused on it, 
But when we raise our eyes to the King of Kings and we start to worship him in the midst of our tragedy, in the midst of our pain, that's when everything changes because we change from the inside out. Our heart is recalibrated before the King of Kings and what was sent to destroy us, Jesus Christ remakes into a weapon of warfare that leads the way for others to follow you through your valley of the shadow of darkness, just as he did in Psalms 23. We don't camp out and live in discouragement. We don't camp out and live in that valley of the shadow of darkness. We take the hand of our Jesus and we walk through it step for step with him. And that's when we know the victory that Jesus has always won. That's when we know the victory of Jesus' love in and through us. Victory. Yes. Turning our eyes to him and removing them from what hurts. That's when the victory is gained. Yes, yes. Speaking of victory, Jesus won the victory in this situation that you were placed in where courage was uh, of the utmost importance. But you said it was God's wild courage that won out in the end. Oh, my gosh. You know, I learned through what I see, and I know that everyone experiences the Lord and His voice uniquely. And I've always been a woman of the wilderness and started with my dad and then with my beloved grandpa. And he was a, a mountain man and a hunter and a fisherman and a trapper, and he taught me how to read the wilderness. And and he would tell me that when you're in the wilderness, you just need to be aware of your opponents. And he told me that you will encounter many bears. And the truth is that I have many. And he said that when you encounter a bear, that's an apex predator. And you need to look down at the ground, turn a quarter shoulder, and just redirect your path. And that's bear language for I'm acknowledging you and you're the boss. And I'll be on my way now. <laughs> yes, done that quickly. It works. And, and he said, the other apex predator that you need to be aware of is a mountain lion. You will never see one unless you are being hunted by one. You will never see them. They are the number two stealth cat predator on earth. And the reason they're so successful is they always attack from behind. The victim doesn't even know it's being killed until the moment it it grabs its victims from the back of the neck and either breaks the neck or crushes the carotid artery. And either way, you're dying the moment you realize you're being attacked. And he said, if you ever encounter a mountain lion face-to-face, you need to maintain direct and fierce eye contact and make yourself as big as possible. And no matter what you do, do not ever back up. Do you understand? And I think my eyes were huge. And, And his deep baritone voice he said don't worry kiddo if you don't act like prey you'll never become prey and with those words they have rung in my heart ever since and several years ago I was um, with some friends and we were praying over some property in Colorado and we were praying independently just walking along and um, during this time I had I had found a an elk antler which is super, super rare, and elk travel 20 miles a day, and in minutes I found its match set, which is incredibly hard to do, and I've learned that finding antlers in the wilderness is always a covenant from the Lord, and to find two back-to-back elk antlers, 
I just stood there in the wilderness and said, Lord, what are you saying? And what happened next is just difficult to describe. And I felt like I was just standing under this roaring waterfall of imagery and information and rising over the voice of this fray of, of wars and clashes of armies coming together and rearing horses and sparks from shields and swords. And I could, I could hear my God say, I am so angry. The enemy's moved into my land, and he's attacking my people, and he's killing my children, and I've had enough of his attacks. I'm calling all those who are mine to stand up and fight. I'm calling my people to take back the land that my son gave his life to defend. Rise up, my people. Rise up and take back the land. He's just shouting and shouting, and I, I, I I'm almost on my knees and out of nowhere. This just cut through like a lightning bolt. And it embodied just definition and authority. And the voice of God roared, look. And I felt myself stand up straight like, like I'd been struck by lightning. And every fiber in my being just stiffened in this shockwave. I'm walking in Colorado on a hillside. I looked up. And that's when I saw it. Not 10 feet away, a bush had been bent over by earlier snow, and beneath it, crouching in full attack position, was a mountain lion getting ready for me to take two more steps so it would be behind me, and then it was going to attack and kill. And I remember just blinking, like, is this really happening? There's a mountain lion that is targeting me for its next attack. And my prayer was nothing more than, uh, Lord, I, I don't even have, I don't have anything to fight with. And that's when God said, yes, you do. Raise up the weapons of war that I've given you. Raise them up and fight. And I realized, oh my gosh, I have an elk antler in each hand. And I just whipped them up really high and I'm holding them as high as I can. And I think my prayer was nothing more than, Jesus, what next? And his immediate response was equally brief, attack, 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 and fight. And I remember just screaming this hissing, growling sound that I've never heard come out of this mouth. My screaming charge brought 10 poised, sharp antler tines within three feet of this mountain lion's eyes. And to my surprise, guess what this mountain lion did? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. He totally called my bluff and just sank closer to the ground, coiled in a stronger attack. And in that instant, something shifted. And I felt like I was no longer looking down into these adrenalized black pupils of a mountain lion, Ugh. but into the eyes of the sin itself, my sin. And I could hear this seething voice in my heart, You've always known that I've been here. You've never seen my face until today. You're not really going to drive me out because you like it that I'm here, and you're going to keep ignoring me and pretending that I don't exist. You're going to turn your back and walk away, and then I'm going to kill you. And realms just collided. That enemy's icky, icy lure just sent this shockwave through my heart, and I felt like I was frozen and paralyzed. And then that ice met fire. Holy fire. 
and this trap that was sent over me to ignite one thing, it did. It ignited holy fire and anger. Righteous fury just started boiling like this geyser. And I remember just hearing explode out of my mouth, liar! And just consumed by this inferno of the presence of the Lord, I just felt my body jump forward in this motion that I am going to drive these antler tines through your head and into the ground, and you're going to die on this mountain slope today. And I jumped at this mountain lion and missed. It slipped out to the side. I hit the ground hard and looked up, and the mountain lion was running down the hill, and its tail was just going around and around in this huge circle that looked like this flag of surrender. And I remember standing there holding. I pulled these antlers out of the ground, and my arms are just shaking, and my knees are shaking. And I looked at these antlers and thought, Jesus, (laughs) you are mighty to save from every situation if we will step forward in courage. That God's Word says in James 4 that when we resist the enemy, he will flee from us not the other way around. Jesus Christ is calling us to take back the land of our hearts, take back the land of our family, take back the land of our community with the love of Jesus Christ. Are you and I willing to drive the enemy out of our heart, those secret places of sin and of complacency, of fear? Fear is never from God. It's the opposite of faith. Are we willing to drive out pride and complacency and greed and guilt and shame? Drive it out and take back the land Jesus Christ gave his life for. This is the wild courage of our God. And he's calling anyone who believes in him to stand up and move forward in the loving courage that is his son in us. Yes, yes. Kim, I don't even know what to say. I, you know, I'm just, uh, I don't know what to say other than to just to tell the people that are listening, you need to get this uh, encountering our wild God message for yourself, for your family, for your church, whatever. I just encourage you to do that today. Kim, before we leave, will you say a prayer for those that are listening to us right now to encounter our wild God? Jesus, Lord Jesus, wherever we are, if we're to pull off the road, if we're driving, if we're in an office, if we're in a kitchen, if we're in a field or in the cab of a truck or a tractor, if we're pushing a bucket and a mop, wherever we are, Jesus, that we would stop right now and just kneel our bodies and our hearts before you. You alone are God. You alone are worthy to be worshiped and praised with every breath that fills our chest, that every heartbeat would proclaim our love for you, and that the whole, we would know that the whole purpose of our life is to know you, to pursue you, and to worship you. And in this pursuit, that your wild presence would fill us Pour into the world around me, Lord, that everyone will know your love and your redemption and your healing power. This I ask, Jesus, for your glory and by the power of your great name. 
Amen. Amen. Kim, thank you for being with us. It's been a joy to have you today, and thank you for sharing with us. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for praying for us. And I want everybody just to uh, make sure that you listen to Sid here. At the end, he's going to tell you exactly how you can get Kim's new book, Encountering Our Wild God, and also the teaching series that she's prepared exclusively for you. Sid? Kim Meter says, who our God is and how he works cannot be captured or even contained. He is unstoppable, unfathomable, and untamable. He is wild. And when you read Kim's new book and hear her brand new and exclusive teaching series, you will experience the limitless nature of our wild God. Be sure to get Kim's new book, Encountering Our Wild God, and her brand new and exclusive three-CD teaching series, Awaken, Arise, Advance, for an investment of only 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9621. That's offer number 9621.